Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> and the repair for the, f- the repair it was like three grand. Did you say parrot? Repair. Repair it. Repair it. Three. You know, <laughs> it might be able to make a business. Just a lot of birds. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you have to get reused ones. Repair it. Repair it. Repair it. Um, so, Phil, grab that mic. The only thing you need to know is the mic has to be nearly touching your lips. Yeah. And you if you need to this. leave, you can't turn a mic off because we're on two channels and we're all sharing. So if you turn one mic off, It'll it shuts the whole channel off. Then so, I'll, I'll definitely leave them on. So who, who do I get to shut off? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you get to shut Warren off, I believe. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Paul. I'm Lane. I'm Phil. This is a special Carmel edition. Uh, Phil is nice enough to host us at his home here in Carmel. Is this Carmel Valley? Carmel? No, Carmel. Carmel. Where's the cutoff? Uh, the valley is It gets whiter uh, as you go further. you head east. Yes. Whiter that way. Uh, hotter, hotter, that way. hotter that way. <laughs> hotter yeah. that. And this isn't Carmel by the sea. It is Carmel by the sea. <laughs> this is, yeah, not okay. Carmel, and, Indiana. Uh, the temperature diff is like twenty to twenty-five degrees hotter right now uh, by Bernardus. That's right, right. I and mean, it's just really like, isn't that crazy? Like, so that's a like, degree a mile, probably. Yeah, yeah. you know, mm. it's insane. So this is a DWA podcast post Carmel Concours and post. Laguna Sanka, Laguna Sanka, Sanka. Laguna Sanka camping trip with um, sugar, please. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been so it's been so amazing. I can't even talk. Concourse on the Avenue. Um, but maybe we should first start by introducing our guests. Um, Paul. Yeah. Hi, I'm Paul Kramer from Auto Kennel, and your Instagram is Auto Kennel. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Imagine that. How convenient. No <laughs> underscore. <laughs> um, and what do you do at Auto Kennel? Is that a dog grooming or? Yeah, we, we Auto- like to automatic. take care. <laughs> we uh, automatically take care of your animals when you're gone. You don't even have to call us. Um, we we actually, I'd say in the last year, stopped getting uh, dog and animal kennel calls or That's magazines good. like or ma- free, free <laughs> dog grooming. Be, yeah, do you want to be pair of you know dog grooming or us? Uh, yeah. Anyway, we uh, it's myself and my dad Ed, who uh, I don't think you've met. Uh, I have on the half day rally. Okay, that's right. Oh, that's right. The half day. Not rally. impressed with driving awesome, but we're, <laughs> we're still winning him over, <laughs> podcast by podcast. Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> so anyway, um, and about uh, almost 15 years ago, started Auto Kennel, which is a dealership that focuses strictly on consignment, mostly Porsches, but uh, a lot of other stuff, including. Uh, mostly European. Seen some BMWs. Seen BMWs. Some I love German stuff. Yeah, love German stuff. We'll dabble a little bit in the British or Italian. Yeah, I saw a Land Rover there. And then I'm reminded again <laughs> why I should stay with German cars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Citroen threw you off, is that? What yeah, it was? I know. And I own a French car and a daily <laughs> yeah. driver's a British car, so yeah. go figure. Yeah, and you had a Ferrari when I was there last. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say eighty percent's German, and yeah. then the other twenty percent, which is fun because then you. It's like you get to appreciate what you have. Mm-hmm. You forget sometimes. You get so used to driving Porsches and BMWs and Volkswagens and Audis, and and you forget that an '80s version of that 
was really a remarkable car. Yeah. And then you get an 80s Jag. It's horrible. <laughs> or a 308. Well, we just had an episode where we're trying to pick English equivalents of our cars, uh, you know, of the era, and it was almost impossible. I mean, that it, was a struggle. Yeah, and I don't, very, and I honestly don't think the Ford British Ford counts. I don't think so. That's what I was easy. saying. It's too easy. So I know. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I don't think they had anything that was reasonably interesting. TR6. Yeah, that was about. That was my favorite. Yeah, and that's older. Oh, there's nothing from the 80s. No, Rovers? Yeah, I don't even know what Rovers are. I know, I know. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get more on that in a moment. Some guy's like, you missed, you messed up. You missed so many. There's <laughs> like, did, no, no, he did Rover... send us some Rover uh, models, and I was like, oh, yeah, those, those are pretty cool. Oh, I thought of one when you are the Jensen Healy. No one taught, brought the Jensen Healy. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's I'll kinda, give you that. I'll give you that. I mean, imagine like... keeping those cars. Ugh. Enough about British cars. Let's get to our other special guest. Um Mr. Croc, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. So I'm Phil um, Basil, and uh, my Instagram handle is crocgt4. The crocgt4. The one and only. only. <laughs> Hashtag Dawn Patrol. Hashtag Senior Citizen. <laughs> AARP. <laughs> Hashtag AARP. Yeah. Uh, what are you driving these days, Phil? Driving a Sharkworks GT4 2016 that uh, just crossed 51,700 miles in two years. And the one, the GT4 you had prior to that? Uh, 10,000 on that one. Mm -hmm. So um, it's yeah. a lot of GT4 miles. A lot of GT4 miles. That's uh, your only car. Daily yeah, driver. Actually, I have a daily. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you have a daily? I do. Really? Yeah. What do you have? <laughs> yeah. I've got the most discreet daily you can imagine. A, great... a white on gray Toyota Camry. Ew. Ooh. Yeah. You didn't what know this? What year? Uh, 2007. I did not wow. know this. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's the car I need to drive to the bar at night. Cause okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. To that, get home without getting arrested. You could almost have another career as an Uber. <laughs> That yeah. sounds like the perfect Uber movie. Yeah. I thought about that, actually. But I think I'd use the GT4 for the Uber. Oh, that would yeah. be amazing. Good tips. <laughs> yeah, really We're going to take Joel on road on your way home. Oh, yeah. man. You need yeah one person per ride. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for joining us, both of you. Um, where should we start? Laguna Seca? You guys were both part of this. I guess. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. A little Laguna Seca recap. Uh, our okay. fourth year of camping while awesome. And uh, really good turnout. Good cars. Um, have you, you've been to the track, but have you done the historics, the reunion Never races? done the prehistorics. I've yeah. always, is that what they're called? I think pre-reunion pre now. The pre-reunion. It, it used to be prehistorics. Pre because now it's called the Monterey reunion, not the uh, historics. It's even worse than that. It's the Monterey <laughs> sports car reunion historics Rolex pre-reunion. Uh, it's like a NASCAR tech. driver by weather sponsors by WeatherTech. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Formerly Mazda, sponsored by Lexus. Yeah, yeah they can and then actually you put all of that on one hat. I oh know. man! Yeah. And then you throw Laguna Seca in somewhere. Yeah. Or Senka. Senka, I yeah. think is what it's called now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what were your impressions? That was great. I it is. I mean, I'm glad you guys did it because that was the one event I've come up to Monterey for 20 years, and you get in this habit of doing the same things, seeing the same cars. And I wasn't going to make it this year. When you guys said you were doing the camping, I thought this is a good excuse to finally do the prehistorics. And I was I was talking to my dad on the phone today, and I just said we're going to have to shift our whole automotive calendar for Monterey Car Week because I think that was easily as good, if not better, than the following weekend because certainly you don't have the crowds. But the biggest thing I saw, you know, we – we used to go Saturday to the regular Monterey Historics reunion, whatever. Yeah. And that was just basically 
hell. I mean, there were so many. We would get there super early, hit vendor row, and we just had this whole program, and we really didn't get enough racing. You, didn't, you just didn't get enough of anything. So then we switched to going to Sundays, and it was better. Yeah, Sunday's good. Sunday's not bad. This is like a Sunday. This is like the whole weekend is a fourth of a Sunday. Yeah. And the biggest thing I saw was I got to talk to so many guys who own these cars. Yeah. They were way more. It's not that they aren't approachable. They're just bombarded. Dude, right? they're not tired of talking to people yet either. Well, that's true. That's they're, they haven't. They haven't heard all those questions. Yep. Right. right. The questions right. you want to ask them, like stuff like that. They haven't heard all that before. Anything, it's all fresh. They want to talk. They might to, even want to. They want to like to open up and oh, tell yeah. you about the car. You're looking at it. They're like, oh, yeah. you know, like Brian, little ten year old, <laughs> was sitting in F1 cars. It was an Elaine Prost car. Yeah. Of all things. Yeah. <laughs> he just hounded him enough to where the guy's like, well, I get. Do you, do you giving sit? Shaka symbols? Do you want to sit in it? And, yeah. and Brian's like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. He would be the Did first he break to break anything getting in. No. Oh man, yeah. wouldn't that be scary? Yeah. He didn't exactly look at me and go, yeah, you get in there. Yeah. <laughs> Lube yeah, up. exactly. Lube up. Phil, have you been, you've been to the pre-reunion before? I have been to the pre. Yeah. And it, I think it's, it, in a lot of ways, it is like Concord on the Avenue. True. Yep. Where it's that event during the week that you just don't want to miss. I mean, you could skip almost everything else, see those two bits. Yeah. And go away really happy. I and agree not with that. deal with so much bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Monterey was just those two things. You yeah. could make a case That's, for going, right? I yeah. am doing it. That's exactly And what you'd doing. spend almost zero dollars. That's right. And you wouldn't have to go to Exotics on Cannery Row. Yeah. <laughs> you did that, didn't you? He made that mistake. I got an I invite did. for that. Yep. I was going to forward it to Bill you. Bill and I had a, we had a long text message chain about it <laughs> where I was like, have fun with your glow sticks, Phil. And did you shame stuff. him? Yeah, I was shaming him. Oh, He's I like, I'm going to check it out. Was I felt like I was went? 100 years old. Yeah, he went last year. And yeah. Ali went, too. Yeah. And I remember I was like shaming Ali about it too. Well, I felt bad about it because <laughs> at the time my son was 24 last year, and so he was so stoked mm. to oh. you know that his dad's cars and exotics on Canada. Yeah, and it. W I mean, I have to admit, it w was fun, but it's just not my crowd. Yeah. I mean, it's like why why is the prehistoric so much fun? It's you know you go up to turn six and hang out with the DWA family, mm -hmm. and it's like you're home. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a different deal. It is. It is. Different deal. A little different. A little you didn't different. do a burnout at the exotics? <laughs> he just revved his engine. Sweet. Right. Yeah. Pinned it. No, you just pin it the whole way. <laughs> yeah, you just bounce off that rev limiter. That's the goal. I almost went deaf. Yeah. Three cars to the left of me were doing rev offs like so over cool. a course of an hour. They did it like three times. Oh. And I think the third time I just looked at my son and go, dude, I cannot take this anymore. You know? <laughs> I remember I saw something. It was a guy I know. And he. Someone commented about like rev having a rev off with him, and he says, "I've never been beat at a rev off. <laughs> like, like he's gonna win the rev off. Honor, huh? <laughs> like, how do you win a rev off? That's, well, that's pretty subjective. Good yeah. question. Do you like run the DME? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Count bleeding <laughs> you your drums. <laughs> yeah, you're like you had danger. You had more dangerous ones. Uh, so I think you win. That's so weird. Yeah, it's such I a weird heard scene. It advertised this year, but I'm sure it's still happening. It is. Mm -hmm. I, actually, I got a text while we we're walking around today of a friend asking me if I was going to be going 
This is a that. friend of yours? A uh, guy I know. Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. Oh, well, good old just... what's-his-name. <laughs> I know, Paul's full of those. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Do you know how many names I have to remember? <laughs> um, so you drove... Uh, what? Tell the listeners what you drove up. It is a exciting... <laughs> it's, it's an old Jaguar. So when you say that, people go, wow. But it's old in an irrelevant way. It's a 2003 Jaguar... S Type R, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of like an XJR, same platform, just different Lincoln LS body. And uh, actually, I've sold it four times. This is the, boomerang. the exact car. Dude, exact car. that should be your license plate, boomerang. Boomerang. <laughs> throw and, it I, out. and each time I get it, I would say, I really should keep this car. I, the first time I traded it for a GT, an 04 GT3 I owned, and it was only three years old. It was for a POC guy, and it had 30,000 miles. And I was like, yeah, I really don't need to keep this car. Had too many cars and it couldn't justify another. I, I love daily drivers, just the concept of them. And sold it to a friend. He had it for a year. And everything about the car is great. You sat in it, Lane. It's, it's yeah, it's really com- comfortable. It's, it is. I, I sat in the back seat too on the way to. How was the back seat? It's great. It's yeah. nice. It's comfortable. It's my sweet spot for daily drivers is over ten years old, over hundred thousand miles or near it. That's well maintained because that's the point where if everything's done, they're actually pretty decent cars, and I can go add twenty thousand miles, and it just doesn't change anything. It's the same value, and um, it was actually not. You know, when I said that to everyone, I said, you know, and I made it up here, and they're like, "Wow, you made it up in an old Jag," but no, it was very comfortable. No, because I can't remember the last time I only took the one hundred and one up and back. Yeah, right. And and like we were talking about, you know, I'm getting ready to leave. On a you know five four five o'clock to head back to L.A., I don't think I'd want to be in the Citron or no. an old nine eleven. No, at least you, yeah, you definitely want to like break up the drive and take it slow. By the way, I saw a D, was it a D two? I don't know D twenty one Citron. No, the convertible. Convertible. Now maybe it was a DS. Oh, here in Monterey, it's, a, it's like a DS, right? Or yeah, it's but the... it had a different n- nomenclature. Um, but. Cabriolet. Yeah, it's the it's the DS body in a yeah. convertible. Was it red? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, Very, a, that's a, so cool. Here's yeah. an amazing D- thing. DS twenty one. So here's an yeah, amazing thing. Let's say car. a nice, a really like similar condition to my SM of just the the four door sedan is probably. Let's see. Where was that? Don't worry about oh, it. Right. Oh, hey, take it easy. <laughs> so like, so I think like a a nice high level driver. Sedans probably thirty to forty thousand. That's pretty high level. Yes, for a good, yes. a really good one. And I'd say the convertibles. I think they're over two hundred. Wow. Yeah, is that an auction car? Three. Is that going? No, 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 no that it was all patina and. It was 30. a total driver, which was cool. Yeah, it had a weird plates too, like Nebraska or something. They did make like four or five SM convertibles. Really? really? No it, way. Factory? It, yeah, they were factory. They were, they were one of them was for a government. Uh huh. Type thing, but mm-hmm. it it kind of I can kill, make yours in a convertible. Really? Yeah. Like give it to Art. Yeah, I got Sawzall. <laughs> um, but didn't the Euro version of this? Uh, there's something different about. Maybe it's a different year. Early, uh, the the convertibles that had something different about it. Some. I don't know. I, lines. I'm just embracing the French lifestyle. I know. I, I'm um, talking to you like you are basically. No, the, I still don't know what the hell I'm doing with that car. But I did go to the. The Mullen Museum, which is all French cars, so I feel yeah. like you yeah, know, step Deco one of stuff. my twelve-step program. Is that the one in Santa Barbara? It's in Oxnard. It's actually, oh, okay, Oxnard. Yeah. We talked about it's going. in um, Otis Chandler's old building. 
Mm-hmm. If you do, you ever remember the Otis Chandler story? So he's part of the Times, yeah, L.A. Times, L.A. Times. Yep, huge car collector. And I remember as a kid, it was one of the first like car museums I went to. Not the L.A. Auto Show kind of stuff. I mean, it, this was in the early '80s, and you go out to Oxnard. It's an office building, and you go inside, and he was collecting insanely rare, super low-mile original muscle cars. Like, you'd right. see a Dodge Challenger with the big wing, the the Roadrunner version, with, like, under 40 miles. Jeez. Wow. I mean, and there was, like, row and row and row after that, and he sold the whole collection of Harrah's. Uh, I had a picture of me next to the one Porsche he had, which was a 73 RS, which, ironically, almost 30 years later, one of my friends and clients... Chris O'Donnell ended up with that car. Hmm. Wow. And I, you know, hey, here's Pretty a picture when I was smaller. Yeah. Uh, Phil, do you have any interest in French cars? You're going to own a Citroen someday? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I do not. Uh, I don't know if I could ever bring myself to drive a French car, to be honest. Other uh, than uh, Toyota Camrys, um, w- if you were going to go non-Porsche, what, what would you get? Ooh. Because I know you're, wow. you're, for those who don't know, Phil, pretty big Porsche guy. What's your vest say right now? The vest you're wearing. Oh, that Porsche vest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, I'm trying to think what I would even consider today because, you know, once this Porsche is in your bloodstream, <laughs> it is so hard to get well, out. What would you replace the Camry with? Let's say the Camry, Camry oh, took a crap. Oh, that's a good, that's uh, a good replacement. Okay, it well, actually, daily driver. Right, so looking actually at a new daily now. That's and probably... I've been going back and forth between a GTI uh-huh. or a Type R, uh-huh. maybe one of the new color programs. Oh, that's R's. pretty cool, yeah. A Golf R. Yeah, yeah. a Golf R. Um, which, but it has to have, I'm sorry to say it, it's got to have an automatic gearbox. Yeah, yep. Because I need a car guests can drive, mm-hmm. you know, family oh, coming yeah. down, and I don't yeah. want to put them in something that they're it's not going to probably a good in. car to get an automatic in, really. Yeah. Because that's a really good automatic. It's like PDK, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the other car, of course, and it remains to be seen, but what happens with the new GT4 that we may see at Rensport, by the way? Oh. Uh, mm. And, of course, the jury's still out on what that motor's going to be. Yeah, right. Uh, some say it's turbo. Some say it's an NA, mm. you know, 3.9 or 4.0 motor. And there is another motor that apparently Porsche has never sold. That is a uh, an NA flat six that I believe I recall it to be three nine or four. I can't remember. Huh. I won't say where I got this information, but the motor was fully developed, fully <laughs> Andres tested. Andres Bredinger called you up. <laughs> no, told no. But this is Magnus. an engine that Porsche has never sold, but just sitting on the is shelf, in the back huh? pocket. Interesting. Right? Interesting. And so if you think about the GT3, GT4 issues of today and like what's the big dog and how close are you going to let the little dog run, Yeah, uh, it might be a step across the boundary where they could bring that motor, right? And that way they can say to the GT3 guys, don't worry, boys, we didn't put your motor in a Cayman. You're right. Right? So who knows? But, yeah. You know, the, the problem for me is to think about ever getting rid of this car. I mean, this car is in my trust for my son mm-hmm. because sure, sure. it's that much a part, you know, yeah. of my adult it's, life. It's kind of part of your identity at this well, point, definitely. right? Yeah, I think definitely. so. Good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. big deal to get rid of it. It's your Instagram name. What are you going to do? Right? Like, what more well, is there? <laughs> well, now the, tri- now the discussion is to, 
keep it and actually do a custom wrap on it just to give it a whole new identity Absolutely. so it feels like a completely different Snow car. Camo. I know where you're going. Because honestly, you know, when we well, see you guys have all seen the car. The, the stripe kit that came from KI Studios mm -hmm. that Kevin at AutoWorks yeah. Detailing put on for mm -hmm. me just changed the appearance of that car so much. Yep. And people react to it so differently huh. than they did before that was done. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, ask, you know, it makes it into it. like yeah. that car. It's I that know car. that car. I know that car. Yeah. 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 What, what wrap would you do? Would it be a change in the whole color? Yes. Okay. What yeah. color? Any color? Right now, there's about four that interest me, going from the extreme of some of the wild greens that, you know, yeah. are really starting to grow on Like me. acid green kind of green? Or viper. Oh, uh, so throwback kind uh, of cool. Yeah. A yeah, viper, viper green is, yeah, it's mm. yeah, with some other color treatment to no, go with. No the, Casablanca beige metallic? You know, actually. It's <laughs> a pretty horrible color. Did you see, I've forgotten what the color's called, but the, I saw a GT3 Touring. There's a guy that follows me on Instagram, and I met him today for the first time. It's this deep, uh, it's not a purple. It's like a purplish red. Uh, okay. Like arena? Paint a sample. Nope. It's a color I'd never heard of. It's a paint a sample color. Hey, <clears throat> And I'll have to show it to you. I'll have yeah. to show you a picture of this car. It was absolutely one of the hmm. best PTS colors I've ever seen. Well, what was this on? What kind of car? Uh, brand new. In fact, delivered two days ago, GT3 Touring. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Manual. Those are nice. That's awesome. Back to Ren Sport real quick. Do you think they're going to bring the Nurburgring? Oh, I hope so. Nine. What is it? Nine one eight. What is it? The nine nineteen. Nine nineteen. Right? The the, the, the record setting like car. Fast lap. Yes. It's like Time Attack. Porsche yes. puts a Time Attack car. Yeah. yeah. Right. They, they regear it. It'd be disappointing if they didn't do it. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Strike where and, and then they got to set the record at Laguna Seca. I don't think oh, they can. Oh, be so awesome. Because it'd be up against F1. F1. It could be an but F1. It would be an F1 car. I think it'd be an F1. You're just throwing that out there. Yeah. No, I think no, it would. no, no, no. It would. It would be. It, I think it would. F1 cars it, would be faster if they could get arrow over. the Yeah, wheels. it doesn't have right. the arrow. That's right. The I F1 know, cars but don't have the arrow. Fucking light and crazy high revving, but they don't have four wheel drive too. Because that thing's four wheel drive, correct? No. Oh, it isn't. I don't know. And I remember hearing that this thing was, uh, some. there was some stat. They were saying it's like faster than an F1 that car. Correct. That's what I, I read. Do you know what it weighs, yeah. Phil? No, I can get the stats on it. Right. I, but <laughs> they should bring it. They should re-gear it. And they should try to beat the lap record. What is That'd the lap record? Like 110? Or uh, oh, no. I think, I think uh, it's no, actually I, a minute. Under a minute. That, I, it's an F1 the, car. Was that when the year like Monterey Historics they had? Um, Dude, well, there I was know. A Ferrari. For, now we're just talking out of our ass. No, but there sucks. was a Ferrari day thing where they brought a bunch of Ferraris and and then F1. But car. they also brought another another team brought enough. Uh, it was a Toyota. Toyota did, yeah. And they that set the record, but I believe the Ferrari broke it again. But both are F1 cars. Mm -hmm. And I think the Porsche could do it, but it would have to be really dialed for that track. Well, that's the thing. That car is like. No rules, dude. I know. And I all know. F1 cars are still like they have rules, you know. Uh, so it's a minute five, um, in the Ferrari, yeah. 2003. Oh, three. Um, Think of that. 15 years old. Who's the driver? Oh, and then it says 2012. I don't know. Who's it? It's uh, Mark Janai. Hmm. Who? It, I don't think is a real F1. Wait, I'm not, who's maybe Mark a practice, Maybe he's a practice driver. Yeah, I think he was. He might have been a backup driver. Was he okay. like on a team like Minardi? Like maybe because I, you know, that's one of those things you probably get an old F1 driver or something to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 105 Marginale Scuderia Ferrari. It says 
Ferrari 2003 GA, and then it has a comma, and then it says 2012. So, so maybe they maybe they did it in 2012. I was going to say. In a 2003 car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, 2003 is a 2003 F1 car, probably faster than a modern F1 I car. Think so. I mean, I bet it is, right? Yeah. So, so, start, if, so start a DWA pool if they're going to bring the car. And yeah. Then... What will it do? Well, we were trying to start a rumor three podcasts ago that they should bring it, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't know who to talk to about that. Well, one of the things interesting to me when I first read about that car was that it's only a four-cylinder. Is it really? Yeah. So the specs are, I didn't know it's that. a two-liter direct-injected turbocharged V4 with lithium-ion battery in the, in the energy recovery system. Yeah. Mm. With a seven-speed hydraulically activated sequential <laughs> gearbox with a rear lock differential. Weight is 875 kilos, so 1,920 pounds. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and now that's the generic spec, the the race spec before they did all these mods. Oh, it's got to be faster. okay. Yeah. So yeah, God they, knows they what all they was took done. the headlights out. And yeah, everything. and they're yeah. able to add aero and do all this crazy stuff yeah. that they Gearing weren't able to do before. Batteries. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, because they basically said like make like engineers do what you would like to do to this car. Yeah, Here's a, your budget. How about like, a Porsche V four? That's interesting. I'll drop that in my 914. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Put that in a 944. It might actually sound mm -hmm. good. Yeah, when are 914, when are like 914 guys going to start swapping in the new Boxster motors? I was, that was funny. I was I've been, I'm like, waiting for that. Like, God, what a pain in the ass that is. Why? That's they, people they, they, do? Yeah, why not? 914. Yeah. Really? But Buick V6s, dude. I know. We had a guy autocross. He had an Eclipse turbo. Remember the Eclipse turbo? Yeah, of course. One? That thing would do like, outrageous one lap and then halfway through the second lap. Dead. Dead. <laughs> That's interesting. I, You know what I want to... Um, we've known Croc for a little while now, Phil. What's your car history, Phil? Oh, Jesus. You're really going to ask me that question? Well, I mean, I'm just wondering... How about the greatest, how old I am? You really about, expect me to no, 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 remember all no, no. Well, like, How about it, greatest hits? Yeah, yeah greatest how about hits. first car? Okay, if you were playing car. a concert you know, at Madison Square What's your mixtape of cars? <laughs> 40, yeah. 49, first car was a 49 Volkswagen. Okay. Okay. What? Split window. Split window. Whoa. Right. Um, from there, it was a 55 Dodge three on the t tree businessman's coupe. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was like, I was 12 okay. at that time. This is driving it out of my grandfather's property in Ooh. Southern Ohio. Okay. Ohio. We had a road running around the mm -hmm. property. So I, that's where I learned to drive a manual. And then from... I would say the 49 Dodge Woody stood out in my mind from living in the hate Ashbury back in the day. Where well, you drove a 49 Woody. 49 Dodge Woody. In hate Ashbury and what era? Correct. What year this was this? This is 1971. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are there pictures? Patchouli of, oil in the back of curtains. Of course. Plants in the windows. I'm surprised you didn't you just know. have patchouli oil in the motor. Hair down to my ass. Yeah, that was, yeah. those were fun days. Yeah. Um, so you look like Radwood, L.A. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> But then when I could afford cars, I guess I had, what, three M3s. I've had an Audi TT Quattro Turbo that was kind of fun. Um, a Mercedes 190E23-16. Uh-huh, Cosworth. Oh, that's cool. That was a fun car. I mean, it was not the most reliable car, but it was a mm -hmm. fun car. And, um, and then I got into Porsches. And the first Porsche was an 06 Cayman S, and that did it to me. Mm -hmm. And I... Fell in love with a flat six and a mid-engine car, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, right here. 
Oh, right here. Eat gotta, that thing. Got to eat this thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. It just makes it better. Other than that, I've had a number of other cars in my life, but those are probably the most fun ones. So 06 yeah. came in S, and, yeah. and you bought that new? No, I bought it with um, 6,800 miles on it oh, so during the uh, recession. Virtually new. When the last big recession hit. So you bought it in like 08? Well, it was, yeah, I bought it in 08. The car was on eBay. This guy had six figures in the car, which is kind of wow. hard to imagine you could do that. Yeah. But he spec'd it with everything you could do from the factory. Mm-hmm. And then did the whole suspension, H&R springs and bars and fab speed exhaust yeah. and name it, you know. It was, it was fun. That's cool. And then you went straight from that to the, the GT4. To the first GT4. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then the reason you bought the second GT4 was because you had ordered that one and you wanted one in the meantime, right? So you bought this other one to like fill the gap kind of thing? No, or? it wasn't to fill the gap. Oh, it okay. was, I didn't think I was going to get the allocation for the car that oh, I had. Oh, okay. And so I found this car on eBay one morning. It was habit of getting up every morning and checking eBay for a GT4. And sure enough, finally, after several weeks, one turned up and the car was in Charleston, South Carolina. It had 70 miles on it. And there was a guy that bought the car. He was an podiat- older podiatrist. And he did it so to increase his chance to get an allocation for a GT3 RS. Right? Mm. So he, it was a flip. Yeah, yeah. So I paid up for the car, called the guy on the phone, you know, and said, dude, I want the car. I'll be there tomorrow. So it was wire the money, get on an airplane the next morning, drove it down to Daytona Beach, Florida, shipped it to Burbank Airport. Huh. And then uh, flew down to Burbank, picked the car up, and drove it up Coast Highway at a, under a full moon. I will nice. never forget that night. And that's because I'd never driven a GT4, you know, to that point. <laughs> yeah, yours. You know, I mean, there were none to drive. The first yeah, you right? drove was yours. The first I drove was mine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's what nailed it. And then this one has been just absolutely flawless. Yeah. And, uh, and Sharkworks did the beautiful things to it that uh-huh. made it, make it what it is today. So. Mm. Yeah, they did their, you didn't get the next set of gears, right? You got their first step. I got the first step. I've got uh, third, fourth, and fifth. That's right. Were changed. Okay. But we also did the light flywheel and the competition clutch, Mm -hmm. and then the whole intake and exhaust side was done, and a new LSD uh, that's much, much, much better than the factory LSD. Yeah. And then a a good tune on it, and car graphics headers, and... On and on, you know, pretty much everything that was available. It was everything that was available yeah. at the time for that motor and gearbox. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, and it's a it's a sweet car to drive. It's a yeah. perfect car for Dawn Patrol on Highway 1. Yeah, so, yeah, so famously, <laughs> Croc over here has uh, been terrorizing uh, Highway 1 south while the closure was going down. So how is it since it opened up? You know, the first week after Highway 1 reopened, it was as though there was no change. It was like people didn't really get it yet. They didn't that trust, highway, that, that, they didn't trust that it was really open. Yeah. So there was no traffic. Yeah. So about a week ago, going down, because I usually leave 6 in the morning. How often do you do it? Once a oh, week? Oh, three, four times a week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so envious. I know. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, how do you get 51,000 miles on a car in two years? Yeah. You drive well, you, you, it, you also you know. do the... He's like all of a sudden you see you see Phil at like at Cars and Coffee on a Saturday, and then on Wednesday you see this like 
Instagram that he's up in he's in Canada. (laughs) Yeah. And then and then you're like, oh, he's in Canada. He's like heading back. And then you're like, wait, then why are you in Montana right now? (laughs) That's how you get home because that's where the Beartooth Pass is. (laughs) Which if you haven't driven, we just want to be you when we grow up. Oh, dude, you got to drive the Beartooth Pass Mm -hmm. just once in your life. It is. Where's that? Uh, it is Mont- Montana into um, Idaho. No, not into Wyoming. Idaho. Wyoming. Oh. Yeah, by Yellowstone or yes, it takes you right down into Yellowstone Park. Was that the one with a cop behind you, or which? Mm, that was another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do show up. <laughs> yeah, um, they can hear you coming, dude. Uh, yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, really. That's cool. Well, um, yeah, it's kind of neat to hear everyone's you know your car story and stuff like that and then uh i know paul over here has only owned like three cars or something two <laughs> two huh no yeah i was looking up the cars i've actually bought to not I, we don't take really cars on buy them to sell um and, but there was a time maybe 15 20 years ago that we did buy some but it was the way it started was it was always our way of doing essentially what art has done to experience as many cars as we can and it was our way of underwriting racing. I mean, that was really, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a family and you guys can relate, you just can't go buy tires off of the the money you're using to yeah. keep your family going. So mm-hmm. if we could, and it was a good buddy of mine, Jason, um, him and I met in the radio business, we would, we were fortunate, we were around you know, these entertainment people who just, you know, it was easy to give us the car. You sell it, you buy it from us. Yeah. So we got to experience all those cars. But the ones I've probably actually bought, not to necessarily to sell, but eventually sell, I would say 50 or 60 oh, cars. Sure. Okay. I mean, and, and some of them weren't glamorous cars. I mean, I remember I got this weird phase about 10 years ago. One of my, my first new car was an 87 Acura Integra. And I just got in this weird thing where I started finding myself inadvertently looking at ads for for them and next scene whenever I start looking what do they say you know like if you're an alcoholic don't go to the bar if I know if I start looking for a watch or a car just to research out of curiosity it literally is just a foregone conclusion of I will end up with that car so I just found myself doing that my and I ended up with an 89 Acura Integra same color I, and then I go through the what I call the automotive nesting phase, where you you know you you just start. I mean, you just lived it with your Cayman uh, GT4. Wait, what was your first car? Seventy-one Chrysler Town and Country New Yorker station wagon with Whoa. a four forty boom, oh, dude. Yeah. That's a giant mod. With that gnarly roof rack, it, it, no, it like, was green. It didn't have a roof rack. Oh uh, yeah, it had the. I mean, like a. Like could, Maybe that's the beginning of my roof rack fetish. You could yeah. roll the car over onto it. Although it you pronounce Chrysler wrong, it's Chrysler. 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 <laughs> it it was uh, like an agave metallic green with Dude, the the. Wood I knew setting. it was that color. Like, <laughs> did it come with an anchor? <laughs> no, the license plate said Dinosaur. D Y N I S O R. Where's and that plate today? Funny thing you should mention that. So mm-hmm. senior in high school, I uh, you know, just got home. Whatever, my dad came home. He's like. Where's the plates on the dinosaur? We just referred it to as a dinosaur. And I said, I don't know, on the car. And the rear plate was gone. And I was trying to remember, I was I was out doing errands or doing something. I th- I remember kind of accelerating a little fast out of a driveway. <laughs> so the, the, the bumper kind of snapped the bolts in and just slapped down. So I thought, and I just assumed I must, because so, we went back to that where I, th- I remember doing it, didn't see a plate. Fast forward 
20 years later, my I have a twin sister, and we're, we're at a holiday, and we're looking through our old high school yearbook. And there's that picture, you know, I think every high school does it where they put the whole senior class in yeah. the, you know, in the, in the football quad. stadium or the quad or whatever. And you know, you're, you're like the size of like four pixels, and we're looking and looking, and there's – and we realize in the bottom is a inflatable Godzilla, like six foot tall inflatable Godzilla, and mm-hmm. around its neck is our license plate. What? So someone just stole it out of the school parking lot, and it just ended up. Ended up. But I remember it, uh, I had to share it with my sister. It got when we first got it, it got four to five miles per gallon because it had a hole in the gas tank. But it was regular leaded, <laughs> and it and it still took. Uh, I think gas was like sixty five cents a gallon for regular. It was it was the very very end. This is eighty five, eighty four, the end of regular gas. So then my and my dad, you know, he's where I learned automotive nesting from. He wants to make this thing nice, get the radio working, get the air conditioning working. And it, and it was it was a seventy thousand original mile, kind of one family owned. Which is really? like two hundred thousand miles in modern cars. <laughs> no, it's like five hundred. <laughs> and it had and it had a big block Chrysler motor. It was the top of the line. And the thing, forty eight horsepower. I don't care. No, it. it I don't care who. Like a no, guys, their two forty Zs or whatever. Yeah, you could smoke anyone in a drag race. Yeah. But it had the little poverty hubcaps. Uh-huh. And if you floored it and just dumped it into gear, <laughs> yeah. the, you can hear the hubcaps go shooting off into the curb. <laughs> so after you're done racing, you just sort of, everyone leaves. You, then you just start going back foraging for your your hubcaps. <laughs> the poverty hubcaps look like a top of a trash can you or know, something? No, it's like, you look at the old like 60s cop car movies, yeah. and it's, it's just a little dog dish. You know, yeah, a little dog on the dish center, thing, yeah. Right in the center. So... I remember we were looking all over. I grew up in La Habra for a place that would fix the hole in the gas tank. And it's not exactly a popular item. Yeah. So picture the shop that said yes. They had two giant terrarium tanks with 20-foot boas in them. In their mechanical repair shop. You know that kind (laughs) of shop? Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like your shop? No. (laughs) So, uh, but anyway, it, um, you know, and it's funny because we... All I wanted was a Honda or something that was half the size, and you know now I, I find myself sometimes online looking at old Chrysler station wagons. That's a shop that has a hammock in it too. I'm sure the guy had a, <laughs> the guy had a lot of tattoos, and this was before tattoos it was were like hit. normal. Yeah, 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 you were you were prison like, someone, You had a neck tattoo. You were something a little odd. Yeah, yeah. You know, as we're driving away, we're just waiting for a mushroom cloud over Fullerton. Where the yeah, guys at? Seriously, but it was a it was a neat car, and I've I have been fortunate to. I mean, total, we were figuring out. I've driven well over a thousand cars. Wow, and wow. I've gotten to drive cars that I could never. I mean, I could never afford this kind of of course. Thing. And so that's that kind of made me think of what is out there that you really sit and think someday I really I really a I want to own it and maybe I could like what's on your list that you've well I mean it's our logo Lamborghini Countach okay and if one more person tells me how shitty of a car oh, it is I, know, I, know. I mean we all know the, the, actually, the bar is so low no, did that you know car? that they're uh, really hot inside I know they're hot <laughs> I know they break down they're expensive to fix they're poorly built um, I know the but, door will break your head open and as much as i have loved countaches since i was a kid you know i want a white on white with white wheels the full miami pimp package with the big wings and stuff late, so, late model uh no i i definitely don't want the i would you know i definitely don't want the 89 anniversary edition that, yeah that's no one of, wants that's, that one. that's nutty. i would take it um i obviously am as i'm getting older love the periscopas i just love the, the how tidy and neat and tight that whole design hey is. paul 
You missed that one. What's that? You missed that. Oh, boat. yeah. That, that boat, boat has long sailed. So in. last night on the way to the Porsche party in Monterey, Ryan and I, Porsche hobbyists and I were mm-hmm. driving down. We saw that Lamborghini coming down one. On the road. Was it blue? On the road. I mean, white. Think, white about how white. Many, think about how many times you've yep. seen a Countach driving. And a Paris. Very Go-Bow. rarely. I mean, yeah. I, I, even for coming from L.A. and being around this, I've seen tons well, of there's shows. Only, there's only two running Countaches in the there world. Isn't they, and they, they're part of <laughs> so, Turo. <laughs> and they're in the same garage. Yeah, and they're, yeah. same, they're a but, Fiera body. And, it, and it's hard to explain, but when you see one driving down the road, they are such a dramatic statement on the road. There's They... I wish people could see that car going 60 miles an hour around the other mundane traffic. Oh, I know. Because it's just ridiculous. It's absurd. It was perfect last night. What color was it? It was white on white. It was exactly the car you're looking for. And Ryan said, (laughs) you know, that car's here every year. He says, I see that car somehow Mm -hmm. every year during Did it have the phone dial wheels? Yeah, all nine yards. It was going uh, south and we were going north on one. Yeah. yeah, you really don't see those. So Countach. Countach, it's it's just my carrot. And and I always say that when the business is doing to a point where it makes sense, but that carrot keeps getting farther away. Yeah, it becomes a more and more um, expensive carrot. You know, this mm-hmm. you know, the Citroen SM was one of those cars. Yep. Um and I have been very fortunate that there's not a lot out there. There's stuff that I like we just had an Audi R eight. I was curious about that. And that was great. I had a one-week conjugal visit, and I'm done. Like, yeah, I don't ever need to experience almost no offspring, no <laughs> offspring yeah. that I know of. Um, almost too good of a car. You know, I'm too kind of a boring. bad person. I'm a bad person to talk to about new too cars. Too boring. It just yeah, it has. Yeah. You drive it, and then you get out and you look back. You're like, oh, I was driving that. I mean, you mm-hmm. could have been in a lot of different cars. V10 automatic. Yeah, V10 yeah. automatic. It was it was like a blender. You pressed a button, it performed flawlessly, and it it looks so exotic and it drives so competent, but it just doesn't have that spark. Was it a little vague in the steering and uh, no, it's un- it's like breaking. eating. We were talking about this. It's like eating a meal that wasn't bad but not great, so you'll forget it quickly. Like you can't. I can't remember the taste of yeah, that right, car. Right. So so I get to drive about a hundred cars a year. And out of that, 90, around 90 of them do everything they should do. And I have a hard time remembering a year or two later what that experience was about. And then there's there's a few of them that, for the wrong reason, they're so bad. And there's such a lockdown that you kind of remember how shitty it was. How shitty it was. And then there's the few, and I try to tell people, and it's not just necessarily that all of those cars are like this. It could be the one example that what I car, call have soul. Like mm-hmm. they just you drive them, and they are so sweet. They they just and and to tell you the truth, most of the ones that I drove that had soul, I ended up buying yeah. and owning. And it's just because they they're not the and best, they're not and the that's prettiest. That's a hard thing to quantify. It's I mean, the you, reason a Toyota Camry is the most boring car in the world. It's like it's sick, it does a you know it does everything competently. Yep. Yes. Nothing great. Nothing poor. It's it's not memorable at all. It's an appliance well, to get you yeah. to and from a and certain nothing place. Right? It doesn't. And yeah. that's the thing. It doesn't break. Doesn't and most break. You don't people, have to think about it. And you can always sell it. You know. Yeah. On Craigslist tomorrow. But you want to drive <laughs> like the most exciting cars are those cars so, that were like it does. You know, let's say everything is like a six, and then like two things are 
a 10 right and right. and then maybe one thing's a, a three kind of thing and you're like <laughs> it, it all that working together makes it into but this like i have experience. a great great camry story story for you phil so do you they're the actor john mahoney who was in fraser the dad in fraser right, right. most people yep. remember him so i had a replica spider and this is in the early 2000s late 90s and i got hired for this movie that was filmed out in paso on kind of a James Dean funky different twist. And John Mahoney was the key actor. But he's from Chicago, but he has homes in other places. So he, we're waiting for him. He shows up to the set in a white Camry, like a like a two, three-year-old Camry. And I'm going to teach John how to drive the spider because he's got to do it in a bunch of scenes. So we get in the car, and I'm like, so do you know how to drive stick shift? He's like... It's been 45 years or 50 years. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and he ended up breaking some things in the car. Um, but he was actually a freaking awesome guy to do. And, and it was fun because we're, we basically had half a day for me to teach him to drive this car. And we're filming in Shalom near where James D. died with all these great roads around us. So we are just going all over. I was showing, and I'm not trying to scare him. I'm driving along and I'm showing him what the car does and doesn't. And you saw this guy go from a life of Camrys. Because uh -huh. I asked him, I said, what do you drive? Like, I assumed that he was from Chicago and he rented that. He goes, no, that's my LA Camry. I, I said, so I assume you have a Chicago Camry. He's like, and an Atlanta Camry and a Houston Camry. I mean, he list, he had like half a dozen of the exact same car all over the place because he likes his own car. It's also, I mean, it's a very frugal, smart choice right they they last they don't have issues. He, he just totally discreet but it was interesting yeah. as he's driving this spider around you could see him forget there was a part of his life that was dormant he was not a car guy but he was a young guy that you know appreciated it, when right? think about when you're you know he was he was probably grew up maybe just post-World War II, right. you know, which is really the, the coming of age. When you turn 16, I mean, it's all about cars if you're an American. And he grew up around that, so he had that at one point, and then his life shifted and he did other things. And so it was, it was really cool to see him just transform, and and then he couldn't get in reverse, and these roads were so tiny, and he had to keep coming back for the shot. And I can stand on the top of the hill, and I'm watching him, and he just did his Camry thing, which is, I'm just going to flip a bitch and just go off-road, and <laughs> he broke the shock, bent oh. the shock, cracked the frame. But Not it was good. cool. I got to meet him. He passed away, and I got a little sign, nice note on my wall from him. Nice. Cool. So cool. I hear you have a lot of those. Yeah, my garage is, I mean, it's our shop is like a home garage that got out of control. Yeah. And my dad winces because every time I bring another frame piece back, you can't just you're like grandma's, on the wall. grandma's diner with the owls. <laughs> My dad will appreciate that. No, the wall's concrete, so we have to get this impact driver and, duh, 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 and, and it just. But uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of just throw stuff up there. But like when we're looking at your your um, prints there, Phil, they um, it there's something like when you can look at each picture and you know exactly where you were when you got in it had a moment, yeah. and that's what I like to look on these things and go. You know, it's not necessarily signed by anyone famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly. You know, you I know exactly where I was when I got this picture. Who was around me? Why I got it, etc. So going back to Kuntash stuff, um, maybe a car that is more approachable or uh, something like for the DWA community that you think is kind of the the sweet spot car. Um, growing up in the '80s, 
I wanted a Scirocco so badly. And 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 I wanted basically like Jason Scirocco, the 16 valve final iteration, you know, as good as that car I guess ever got. And then while I was in college, the Corrado came out. And um one of you know, one of the kids that went to college with me, um he got one brand new. And my only experience was I never got to drive it. We're going down the freeway on the 10 and a motorcycle guy was splitting lanes on like medium traffic and brand new car like he had it a week and the peg caught his door uh, and just sardine the rocker oh it was it was shocking that the motorcycle guy didn't lose it you know, he had the full-on wobbles yeah brought it collected it kind of went off the you know pulled over to the middle of the freeway but that was my only Corrado experience. <laughs> but I've always thought they were just really cool shapes. And at the time when I was in it, it just seemed really fast. Yeah. You know, I'm I had an Acura Integra with 110 horsepower. Yeah. So that just felt rocket ship fast. And I think in general, I have always loved kind of the water cooled Volkswagen era. Um, the first one I owned was a 337 when they first came out, and we were talking about earlier. It's still one mm-hmm. of those cars. I sold it to buy an uh, B5 S4 Avant. And that S4 Avant was such a letdown from the three. The 337 was just so tossable. And I've never been one of these people like have to have rear wheel drive because I, you know, I had a rear wheel drive. My first new car was a front wheel drive. And they all have, I think, and even all wheel drive, I've never gotten bent where I got to have one style. Yeah. In general, I, I enjoy learning what that car likes. You know, this last January, I took a 964 C4, and everyone complains about the C4 heavy and and all these other bad things about them. And, and my philosophy is I just don't think they're a good enough driver to drive it. And when you start driving it hard, it has all these really interesting characteristics that are not normal if you drive a rear-wheel drive car. doesn't mean yeah. they're bad. They're just different. And when you start learning it, you can have – I mean, I was coming to these churns, and it was a little wet out, and it would understeer, which most Porsche guys hate – but it, it would have this insane, you could early apex something and it would just grab and claw its way out of a corner. I don't know if that'd be great on a racetrack, but on mountain roads, it's Yeah, yeah. All the kind of driving you like to do, like we oh. like to do, yeah. And especially you get cold morning with a wet road, unpredictable surfaces. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can really kind of be nice. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I could see having a, an all-wheel drive fun sports car, you know, kind of like that. Um, but yeah, not picky. And Phil, what about you? I know we were kind of talking probably, gosh, probably been a year ago. You were thinking of maybe another older Porsche or something, but yeah, I'm looking at an air cooled car. But as you can see, now that you're here, I've only got a one car garage, right? And my problem with cars is I don't like cars that are stock, I like things that are special and fun. And so, my idea of a fun car would be like uh, maybe Alex's 964. You know, Sharkworks uh, yeah. mm-hmm. 964. Um, but I can't park either one of these cars out, outside. I just right. can't bring myself to do it. And then you don't do want to it, store so. it somewhere and then use it no. once in a while kind of thing. No, there's a guy trying to talk me into buying a condo, a car condo here. In oh, Miami. yeah. And I'm like, nah, probably Knock not. Knock on your neighbor's doors. Yeah. No, I think I... empty garage somewhere. Yeah. I would rather buy probably a Sprinter, uh, an Airstream Sprinter with an aero trailer. Throw the GT4 in the back and just, just the road. go. 
Okay, not, six months a year in bad. Europe, six months in the U.S. That. That's not bad. And you know, because I can spend six months in the U.K. with my grandkids and yeah, was it you know, uh, that. Sawtooth Pass or what's your what's the pass? Beartooth. Beartooth. Beartooth Pass stream, is park legendary. right down there. Oh, dude, you got to go. the GT4 out. Exactly. You know, you can you can imagine. So you could just yeah. drive a day or two and get a series of roads you want. Damn it, I want one of those bust now. Bust the trailer open. I want to do that. And, uh, yeah. Set them up. Yeah. Uh, that sounds pretty nice. It's Canadian not as Rocky's crazy. Really nice. It's not as crazy as it sounds. No, it isn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. For well, that Mercedes Metris tow? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do. <laughs> yeah, lightweight. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, how are the Metrises? I don't think can you, you could. Can you freewheel a 911? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like a vintage 911 just on it four How wheels. about you do it in reverse so the odometer goes backwards? <laughs> oh, yeah. Thinking up here. You're thinking that. I know. <laughs> I know. So no Ferris Bueller of you. Yeah. Um, so Carmel's in the books for today. Uh, what else are you guys doing? Are you you're going to to Ren Sport or uh, Works? To, uh, works uh, and then the Jet Center party, and uh, be back at Laguna on Saturday. For... Are you Ollie's plus one? <laughs> I'm, I'm Ollie's bitch this week. <laughs> he asked me to wear something sexy, so I... nice. <laughs> no. There you go. Yeah, no, that's what I said to Ryan last night. Yeah. yeah. That should yeah, be fun. Well, what was did you guys see any like what were the highlights for all of you guys at uh, Concourse on the Avenue? It's a good question. Or Laguna, uh, let's say. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. You know, uh, two things at Laguna that I don't remember seeing much of was Formula Five Thousand, which Phil was dropping some knowledge about that series. I have no frame of reference. I never saw it in action. I don't know any of the drivers. Nothing. But basically, that was like a rival to Formula One. It was the American version of Formula One, mm -hmm. if I, if you will. Am I right about that? Yeah, Paul? Sam Posey, a so lot of big ass Revson. American V8s, you know, in open wheel cars. That yeah. I mean, I remember in the '70s living in Southern California and going to Long Beach Grand Prix and seeing the F5000 cars there. And that's what would have been there. Just, oh, there was crazy so headers and exhaust. So loud the intake, so yeah, trumpets. Loud. Yeah, yeah, super loud, big, yeah. big muscle you know tires and yeah cool yeah. so that was cool to see and then the the vintage formula one was really cool so good yeah because i'm not a big i mean i like sports car racing better i do too. but i was in that was intoxicating yeah i don't know if it's because it was so different than everything else we watched all weekend right but when they came out i mean it's kind of goosebumps i we all, you know, we were all standing around the campsite and it's like whatever conversation we had we stop and then we're all over at the fence yeah and it wasn't like they were the loosest or the wildest or crashes, but they're just, the ex I don't know what it is, the acceleration? The sound is, sound. The, that pair of Tyrrells that were running together, Yeah, uh, you know, that, I, I think I put that on my page, it was just, mm -hmm. man, that sound, I played it several times just at home just yeah, to yeah. listen to it again, because it's so good. Yeah, yeah, those things were loud, know? we were sitting at the grandstands, and yeah. at one point I'm like, all right, my ears are actually hurting yeah. right How now. about the Audi Quattro as one of the best sounding cars? That was sick. Coming, that was down, like, Laguna, coming down the corkscrew with the blow-offs. Definitely one yeah. of the most interesting cars of the weekend, and like, like, yeah, with the that sound was crazy, unlike anything else, right? You could just yep. hear that car coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, up close, that car was brilliant. I mean, the detail, the manufacturing yeah. detail mm -hmm. on that car. Yeah. I think that's another thing that I always forget is that the cars that are racing are borderline Concours level presentation. I mean, they're yeah. so freaking nice. And I guess you'd expect that. This isn't lemons. But still, I mean, it's just impressive. You can beat a car that hard and then it still comes out looking yep. 
that nice. Yeah, you see the Audi was in, like, it had a really nice pit. Like, it was indoors. Oh. Uh, and you could walk around it, and they had all the body work off, like, sitting on the floor next to it. And Not Paul there. and I were checking it out. It's like, it basically looks like a NASCAR. They yeah. do. It's it Definitely. Looks, yeah. I mean, actually, the Toyota, that was another cool car, the that Celica. so rad. Would you see it with all the body work off? Yeah. No, it, it looked like, it's short. It looks square. Yeah. It was long as it was yep. wide, and it looked. Like basically yeah, yeah. NASCAR. I mean, two for, and we were talking about that. It's our my little pet peeve, which is these are beautiful looking cars. And when you go in the inside, they kind of all look oh, like yeah. NASCARs. They, they're, they're, the 908s and 906s and some of the 60s or the open wheel, I think just out of necessity, only look a certain way. But maybe because of safety rules and everything else and the roll bars and the you know halo seats, some of the interiors. I mean, if you looked, took a picture of the Audi interior. Yeah. You could not tell it from half of the other cars they right. all kind of look two frame just two frame a piece of aluminum on the dash and they have like shitty gauges i mean not auto, shitty, like auto meter, auto meter. yeah versus something video. and paul pointed that out and then we were looking at every single car then and it's ruined. like whether it's a 240z or a you know name your car yeah, VDO, has these shitty or... same gauges like the yeah, standard issue. Like, yeah, it's just not that cool. It's a cottage issue. You go in and you make their interior meet specs and look Concorde correct interior yeah. cool. Yeah, That's, yeah. But and the open wheel and the Porsches and 908s, things like that. The 908 is really cool, cool. right? Yeah, they, the, had a deep, they had the setback, yeah. like deep gauges. But like the 240Z, I think, is a really cool dash. Remember with the two the, humps yeah, the, the two gauges? And I, I don't think I get saw rid of one that. of them. They're gone. I go, why, why couldn't you retain that? I know. And put hey man, Rubbin's racing or whatever the phrase. <laughs> but um, well, that that's that uh, McLaren M6A. Oh, the or- I mean, the orange, blue one. No, oh, the blue. the blue one that had the uh, gold, really interesting gold uh, fine point livery on it. Did you see that car? I don't. Not remember the one that. with the eagle on the front. No. Oh, no, that no. thing was crazy. Yeah, it looked was it eagle <laughs> no, or lion? No, it was a lion. <laughs> no, this is a this is a Can Am car. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. And this is the Donahue Penske uh, okay. uh, McLaren. Uh-huh. You know oh, what I'm talking so about? It had, the, it had the Sunoco livery kind of looking. Well, so it was Sunoco blue. There's a picture of it. Did you see oh, this car? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like pinstriping Oh, everywhere. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Neat. This car's, that car's absolutely oh, gorgeous. Cool. So with the McLaren's oh. spun all the, this. The, goofy. So the, the guy, the, the driver, spun this coming out of turn three. Did a 360. I was standing right there at turn three. He does a 360, ends up pointing down the track, motor stalled, gets it restarted before the car behind gets right on his ass. I couldn't believe it. It was wow. like, what a pirouette. I mean, I wow. was like, fuck, there's no way that happened. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Were the McLaren's the one with the crazy velocity stacks that look like a pipe organ all... I never understood that. They're all going different directions. I don't either. That's all those Can-Am yeah, cars. Yeah, right. a little yeah, bit. Yeah. There were some theories there going around. Yeah, all of, of, you can't see them because of the There's scoot. a lot of cocaine, a lot of acid. You know, <laughs> just whatever oh, works. straight. Yeah. Um, one of the coolest things for me, and it was just more personal, was that uh, Cameron Healy was racing two cars. And it's kind of funny because he had two insane cars, but a very low-key, I mean, two easy ups. And he, a, he always has the same exact setup. It's pretty yeah. low-key. So he had the, the, I don't know if it was a Brian Redmer or Vic Elford 908. 908-10. Uh, 908-10. Yeah. The, the, like, killer livery, that, that red. Yeah, white with the red kind of stripes. And then a green yep. uh, number. Yeah. You've seen the car. It's, like, just a simple yeah. wedge. And I guess he's, I think he started out in last and won the race. I was watching. That was the last thing I watched before I left. Uh-huh. And, and the second, the last, second 
turn, second to last turn of the last lap. He, he, he took the yeah, lead. Yeah, and he was just flying around the track. So cool. But he had a 77 RSR. It was white and had two blue stripes. And um, I had sold that car five or six years ago, and I don't know if the guy sold it to sold to him. I talked to him briefly, and he was literally getting ready to go out for that race. Yeah. He's like, oh, I want to talk to you more. I said, no, I'll go out and race. But he was, um, you know, I, I had, that car got restored five years before I got it. And it just, all it did was move from collection to collection. No one ever did anything with it. And it was at the point where me and my friends were taught, and this was when the values were really cheap. And my friends and I are talking like we could go in on this car and all it needs is to start doing these vintage races. It raced, it was an amateur semi-pro team, but it raced in 84 at Le Mans or no Daytona, excuse me. It raced Sebring. It was one of those cars that never did great, but always finished. I mean, it would finish somewhere. It had maybe a couple top tens and that was it. Yeah. And then it had a bunch of like 27s and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Know? But I mean, it literally raced, um, IMSA, it raced Trans Am, uh, and it even went into POC Club Racing through the 90s. And everyone that was involved with the car after it got restored, no one would drive it. And it just needed to be driven. And so that was the first time. And I drove it. I'm the only one who put significant miles. I drove it to Cars and Coffee in Irvine, hung dealer plate, got some friends with Porsches to be like a sound barrier, and just it had <laughs> headlights. And we went down the freeway, and um, I got to see it, took a picture of it. That's, I saw it racing, cool. which is really wow. cool. So I have a question to you two guys. Yes. What did you think of the roof CTR prototype? Oh. Um, the teal, the seafoam one? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Today. Oh, today, the yellow so, one. The yellow one. Well, the brand drove, new. He drove it onto yeah. the avenue, yeah, yeah. it, right? And then they brought in the yellow bird that's going to yeah. be Bruce, auctioned. Bruce Myers. That's Bruce. No, the other yellow bird is Bruce Myers' personal car that... Alloys roof just restored. Oh yeah, the one that's going to be at auction is black. Oh okay, and the yellow, the the old new CTR prototype is the one. I mean, I don't. I assume you've read yeah the spec on this car, but uh what did you think of it in the flash? It's too modern for my taste. If I were to pick one, I think I'd go with the 1987. Really? It's just something about the lights, and it just yeah, that's my only take aesthetically. But other than that, I love roofs across the board and I, I like what they're doing I, for me it did a lot more for me in person that it has like like when it first was launched i remember at geneva like a year ago or something like that it was it was kind of like what is roof doing kind of like are they just rehashing old you know because it looks yeah. a lot like the old one that was that yellow one we saw today bruce myers car right you're kind of like, oh, are they just like kind of rehashing and just selling kind of an updated version of their old car? But you, seeing it in the flesh, like it has yeah. a detail that goes like way beyond that. And yeah. it is like singer level, but more towards like perf- uh, purpose, purpose, purposeful. Yeah, there's no carbon tub singers yet. Right? No, and right, it's right. uh, and it and it has details like Singer has, but right. almost more bespoke details. I would say, uh, like where Singer kind of will redo an existing part, but in a different, you know, in a better material with a better finish. This car has like a a whole a bespoke door handle, right? That or those pop, wind, those rear windows. The rear windows are amazing. That so was the, so complicated. The rear windows are like. <laughs> That's crazy. The rear windows 
the little quarter goss, the normal 911 quarter goss, is like tucked in and the bodywork is wider. So it has these intakes next to it that are almost hidden. Yep. Like, in, like just looking at the car, you don't see those until you look at it as this three quarter view. Yeah. And it's like the windows are, I don't know, th- three inches in and it has right. these veins in there. And fully functional. Fully functional. Oh, yeah. And then it has these other, the fender vents are really cool and they go I in and it's all vents. raw carbon yep. inside. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like we said, those door handles has like Aston Martin style um, flush mounted door handles. And when they pop them out, it has this really nice, like, aluminum. <laughs> and then it says it has roof engraved there. And then behind it has a picture of a key. And it's very, like, it's, like, finished product mm-hmm. where a lot of cars like that, if you look, you know, a lot of cars like that, you see them in the flesh and they're actually a disappointment. Yep especially a one-of-one one car, right. right? You're like, oh, the details suck. You look at, any, like, I've seen a bunch of these RWB cars and stuff like that, where, yeah. and they're all crap. They're better left on a magazine. Exactly. Yeah. They look way better, and it's kind of like, that's the car you're like, oh, it looks great in pictures, and then I you feel, go see I feel them. like Alloy's Roof has been watching the Singer, what's the the 993, the Gunther, Gunther. Gunther Works, and then and, those other... And it's just sitting there watching this like, going... do that? That's okay, cute. Okay, fine. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And then, but really his car is is more truly form follows function. I mean, he's yep. looking, all right, I've got now access to all this technology, all these materials, and what do I want to achieve? And so I think... The, I think the car looks more subtle than the other cars. Yeah. And... It and I kind of agree with Warren. I'm I'm more on the older style, but given the choice, I'm going to go out and buy something like that. I mean, I'd buy this hands down because it just feels like it's not pretty for pretty sake. Yeah, it's pretty because it's going to do something very unique. You know, it has a unique purpose of it. Yeah, he's taken the Porsche philosophy, which is you know from the start it was always that um form follows function yep and you know it, if it if it looks good that's a plus right if it looks good then that's that's a bonus but we don't need it to look good yeah. and it's like um i do like that he took a different approach in being kind of like the more modern you know he it has a 991 steering wheel it has like the interior is brilliant the center console is really cool like <laughs> yeah, lacks no, that's absolutely gorgeous. center console <laughs> and um but they made it not too flashy like the right. 991 s- steering wheel they didn't put any like fake chrome bits on like the new 991 right. has with the screw holes and no, stuff it's like that very much it's a just roof, all matte black steering wheel. and yeah. really cool yeah. uh uh, yeah, the details are there. I think it's yeah. really neat. It's not trying to be a retro car, I don't think. It's, I mean, it's definitely mimicking, obviously, their old car, but it's also moving that forward, which I think is a really hard thing to do, being, like, relevant today with kind of copying the old thing, right? You end up with a PT Cruiser a lot of times. Yep. Or, <laughs> so. I think for me, when you look at it, like, I look at a Singer, and I want to keep looking at it. I look at his car. Yeah, you want to drive it. I want to drive it. Yep. I mean, I really, yeah. like, it's, I don't know if it's because I got to see it move and it drove right by me, but there was something about that that just kind of, I want, I would love to, mm-hmm. I have no desire car. to drive. I mean, I'd be curious. I'd like to drive a Singer or some of these mm-hmm. other ones. And I know they're really fast, but I'll bet you that one feels like everything works really well together, like a yes. really good uh, synergy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I obviously don't know Alois Roof, but being an older guy, you know, I was looking at him today, standing by his car. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, this guy's 
he doesn't really give a shit what Singer's doing, yeah. what Porsche's doing, what uh-huh. anybody's doing. He's looking at his team of people yeah. that he's put together, and at this point in his life, he's going, what's the best thing we could do? Yeah. Smiling a lot, and too. And just do it. Yeah, he looks so happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why would you yeah. fucking not be happy? Yeah. 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 He's building stuff cool. he wants you know? to drive. Exactly. So that car, you know, and I agree with you, you know, Warren, it is a little bit modern at a touch. Yeah. But that quickly goes away, and your eyes are drawn to something else about it. Yeah. that's so pure, original. Totally, and it could mm-hmm. stuff that could it. be changed yeah. in a you know, um, probably like a week of them tinkering with it. Like, the turn signals, for example, in the front are built into the bumper, but they're this thin, uh, clear strip. Yeah. Which you I don't, want orange, or right? Something. Or just like a little dot. You yeah. Know, or, or what have you, like that kind of They'll stuff. They'll do it for you. Exactly. So one thing and they the seventeen-inch <laughs> wheels off the eighty-seven are these hidden two-piece five-spoke wheels that are the classics, right? And then the new ones are this one-piece thinner spoke thing. These are all like super minor changes, but that's where Mm -hmm. my mind goes. I just see that little stuff. If you also look like it has bespoke taillight lenses, like everything's bespoke, which is pretty insane. Like for that, yeah, to have that level of like, wouldn't you do that though? If you, Oh, I mean, I would love to be, I mean, imagine having the access to like, I mean, imagine being able to do that though and And make it whittle away and have little pieces and have it look that good. Really? Like it, it's kind of a, it's a real feat to do that. Like, um, one thing I have noticed when I look at a lot of singers, like I love singers. I like all the details and, um, it's really cool, like all this stuff. Well, You're did like, you oh, know man, that it's like the ultimate 911 hot rod, right? You know but- that everything is important. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. true. It's on the doorstep now. Uh, <laughs> but but they do look like a restoration shop took a car and kind of like did did. Like, I don't know. There's something about a singer. It doesn't look like a new car to me. It look even engineered. Like, yeah, and he, and. He, it maybe that's their maybe that's their greatest uh, compliment. I don't know. I, I guess maybe it is. But have it, you been inside their yeah, works? Pretty. Oh, have you been inside shop? their oh, operation? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. Oh no, no, I haven't. I oh, haven't. I have. Yeah. I got to tell you, Singer. It's just my eyeballs popped out of my head oh, when yeah. I went into the. Of course, they're in, scattered in five buildings. Oh yeah. In L.A., but in the final assembly area. Yeah. Uh, the day I was there, uh, I mean, I'll never forget walking in. And uh, Damon Jones, who was my host, uh, you know, we walk by and there's six four-liter motors on crates, yeah, know, on pallets sitting on the floor, uh-huh. you know, looking like jewelry. And I'm like, yeah. So that kind of caught the eye. Then you walk towards the back where the cars have been. There's four cars in assembly, and there's teams that work on these assemblies. Yeah. And the detail work. Oh no! The quality, dude. I'm not saying that at all. Like they're amazing. I love singers. I'm just saying they look more like, like maybe it's almost like too good. A restoration. They look like a restoration shop took it and did it, and then they color sand everything and do it. Like the roof almost looks more like a new GT3 RS or something like that. I would say it has that like level. Yeah, it has that factory production, car, production like. car level. It it looks more production car, which maybe is even a knock on the roof. Yeah. But the um, it looks more like it's producible. The singer doesn't look like a car company cannot make the singer. Like that Absolutely is not, not doable. Like no, that no. is not like the jewelry and all that stuff. Yeah. You can't the leather weaving. A car company more. couldn't make that car. It wouldn't. Yeah. It it would be the same price that singer. It, it would be more than what singer charges. You know, like yeah. it would like Pagani comes close 
and that's a two and a half million dollar car or whatever it is. Yeah, I was like three. I think three of the cars that were in final assembly in that area the day I was there were all going to Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. You guys ever been to Hong Kong? <laughs> no, but you I don't was... drive in Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's ridiculous. It's, it's not is like a perfect place for that car. In you, yeah. You you park it in a garage. Yeah. You put and, it in a museum. And, and I know the. I want. I wonder what the singer. Have we seen like a lap time anywhere? Yeah, I, I mean, sorry, not the Top singer. Gear did it? No, but we've seen the singer at like Laguna Seca. Actually, it yeah. did like a one. It did a really fast lap, yeah. like a one thirty four. Yeah, thirty. I think it was one, under thirty five. Yeah. 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 And which is. It's like competent. New it GT, competent it's car, like yeah. new GT3, basically, yeah. RS territory. But I wonder what the uh, roof would do. I hope or, we find out at Rensport. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. That would be great if they let him with a pro driver go do. Yeah. Yeah. Why I feel like the Alloy's roof could probably set a good time. Yeah, totally. He's been hustling those things for decades. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's about that time. Okay. I appreciate the hospitality, Phil. Thank you for hosting. Thanks for coming. And Paul? Oh, thanks for having me, guys. We'll thanks see. for the camping. It was thanks for coming, man. That's, I mean, I I'm great. going to see if I can drag the Ed along to join me camping. Yeah, you know, nice. <laughs> Maybe you can bring that airstream along. Uh, so I've always wondered what you guys do when you're doing the podcast and you got to take a piss because I've had to pee for the last <laughs> half hour. Oh, you you didn't get your DWA catheter on? Yeah, I'm good you right just here. Just put your mic down and then pee in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you. Uh, well, let's see. We're going to Radwood on Thursday, and then I think we'll podcast from there. So next episode will be a Radwood-centric podcast. Probably. Maybe. Shit show. I don't know. So just <laughs> I know everyone's just can't wait. The anticipation. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's, that off, yeah, it's off the charts. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. White on gray Toyota Camry. Ew. Ooh. Yeah. You